0: (laughs) precisely that's what happens when you have a sugar daddy i -hmm. mean it's what they're for yeah
1: unwittingly (laughs) got a sugar sugar daddy i mean uh
0: well met adventurers my name is lee i'm
2: joe and welcome to mage productions
0: I have started recording. I have started my backup. Boom. All right. Everybody good to go? Sweet. For this week, we have a super special campaign stories. A very full circle campaign stories. Full circle. So we have Keith returning To the show, and Alex with him, and for those who may not know or remember, um, Mm -hmm. almost exactly a year ago. Like,
2: within a week, exactly a year ago. From when this is recorded, at least. Um, I mean, that's the
0: release date, so. Yeah. Yeah. Keith joined us to talk about his Ravenloft Curse of Strahd game, and was also the first campaign stories that we Mm -hmm. ever did. What? What? Yeah. Yeah.
2: And now, if I'm not mistaken, we're here to hear, here to hear, <laughs> <laughs> whatever. It's been a long day, but we're here to find out how this campaign went and ended. Am I yes. correct in hearing that you have completed it?
3: That is right.
2: Ooh, uh,
3: we're here for uh, the aftermath with Strad and, and his. Nemesis, Arch Nemesis, the the short <laughs> resters, uh, specifically the <laughs> specifically, I uh, I brought my my paladin buddy here, Zenta sevrant
1: yeah, Took a long time, uh, too much short resting over here, so that's why it took a year.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: it's I mean, all good. Really, I think a year is pretty great for starting and finishing a campaign. Yeah. I mean, I realize it was a little bit longer than that because when you came on, you had been playing for a minute.
3: Yeah, I think in total, we we calculated it out to about two years.
0: Wow.
1: Our campaign's a little special. We really switched back and forth between formats. Um, Yeah, because it started really differently.
3: Yeah, so we actually started as a play-by-post Discord-only game. Oh, wow. And, you know, it was, I was bored at work. I wanted to play D&D more, but I was working on my thesis, uh, getting my master's and thought, okay, this would be a fun distraction. I'll run Curse of Strahd over Discord and I'll just put, you know, post a few things day by day. They can react to it. And then, you know, when there's a bigger moment, we can meet up and try to play a game and we'll try to make it happen. Uh, And then as we got closer and closer to the end of the campaign, dates just started lining up for us to meet up and we just thought, you know what? We're just going to meet up every other week for a month and a half and we're just going to finish it.
0: (laughs) Yep. That's what we did. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Nice. So Alex, from your perspective, how did the campaign go? So, I mean, I've never played curse of Strahd. I've never played inside of Ravenloft. Um, I've read the book and I know about it, but just for for those who may not know, like what is it? Also, mm-hmm. there might be spoilers in this for those spoiler warning interested. right now. Spoiler yes. warning yes. now, so spoiler warning so for five year old module. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, there's a lot. You out never there. know.
1: <laughs> well, this is a uh, this is a really long module, so you know, there's a lot to spoil here. People really want to get into it, right? I mean, um. I guess in general, the module itself seems pretty extensive, you know, a lot to do. And, you know, Keith also added in a lot for us. Like there's so much stuff that we and we as players wanted to put into it ourselves or like have our character develop in a certain way. And he really helped us. Uh, he really helped guide us through and adding that into the campaign itself and making it like flow really well. So it's uh, mm-hmm. really good, really good on him for like really homebrewing all that for us. And
3: oh, thanks, babe. It, really,
1: it was great. It was a good experience. It was a really great experience in general. And, um, I mean, I didn't really know what to expect coming to Curse of because uh, I hadn't really read anything about it. I've only played D&D campaigns with Keith before and it's not been like this, I guess. Uh, I'm not quite sure how this compares to a lot of other campaigns, but it feels you know, way more dark in general. A lot of surprises thrown our way. Expressly Strahd himself throwing us surprises every time we meet him. So, you know, just that just uh, it's pretty, probably the summary of our campaign. Actually, Thraud throws us things
2: every time, every single day. <laughs> nice. Yeah, that's awesome. So what was your favorite moment out of the campaign? Oh, man, there are actually a few moments that were pretty
1: good. There was um, one moment at the very beginning, actually, within one of the uh, first spaces. Uh, it's like the that house we went to, you know, the very first one. Uh, yeah, yeah,
3: the death house.
1: Yeah, the death house, and there is the ghost. That was the one with the ghosts, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. So this moment in particular really kind of stands out because it, I don't know, it kind of set the tone for us going through, going forward because uh, I actually changed characters midway through because my first character was a homebrew paladin grappler or sorry not he wasn't a paladin so he, he was, was a cleric, cleric grappler and that was his biggest problem is that his uh <laughs> he's a close range guy with not a lot of defense <laughs> that was an issue <laughs> <laughs> uh, oops yeah. yep.
3: 2020 hindsight um, retcon that should have been a paladin subclass not a cleric subclass but you live and learn yep. Yeah, after
1: playing a paladin, it really came apparent that, you know, this stat block was a lot better for that <laughs> class. But <laughs> yeah, so um nearing, spoilers, nearing the end of there, there is a, uh, like, you have these ghost children, and they kind of, like, follow you, they attune to one person, I think in particular, and they talk to them. And so they were attuned to my character, and, you know, we were communicating throughout the house, they were trying to lead us through the house and through the secrets, and Uh, One of our other players, you know, plays a warlock. It's under the Raven Queen's uh, religion, I suppose. Pact, yeah. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. so he vehemently detests, like, ghosts, any sort of undead. And at one point in time, at the very... Nearing to the end, uh, he sees the ghost children, and he decides that, hmm, I don't want to deal with these kids anymore. I'm just going to launch some Eldritch Blasts at them because I don't like undead. (laughs) (laughs) But, because my character, being extremely lawful good, and communicating with the children knowing that they mean no wrong, had to, you know, step in and stop him, and so in that moment, we had to roll against each other for me to notice him preparing an Eldritch Blast at the children, and then moving to grapple him to stop his cast. (laughs) before it went off against whatever he had to check he had to check against me too, right? Yeah, yeah, so
3: yeah. So that
1: was that was a that was a really telling beginning moment of our campaign, you know.
0: Oh, right <laughs> off the bat too. Yeah. yeah right session off the one. Bat. Yeah.
2: Nice. Yeah, that was a oh, good wow. Like real right off the bat. Wow. <laughs> yes.
3: I mean, when you're a a warlock of the Raven Queen, you hate undead so much because she hates undead so much. It's a mockery of life uh, and a mockery Mm -hmm. of fates. And so she, uh, our our warlock player, he was just so laser focused on if there's undead, like, you know, let's go. Time to take them out.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. That was super fun. That's an interesting experience for everyone at the table. (laughs)
3: Well, they got into a bunch of yeah. trouble actually later on because of this like mentality is they went to uh, the Amber Temple. And um, the Amber Temple is this temple that was created by a bunch of wizards who follow the... Um, the goddess of knowledge uh, as their as their religion, and so I framed it as Ayun, and um, this is a temple dedicated to Ayun where these wizards locked up these horrible, horrible dark artifacts and like sub deities, and um, probably the most fun for a DM is you have these amber sarcophagi throughout the amber temple, and each one contains a dark deity, and each one offers the players a different gift, a different boon. And you can trade in your soul as part of it to get this gift. <laughs> and so each one has a gift and a price to be paid. And so I wrote out like little like character traits for all of them and like uh, like what they would offer. And I made it really cryptic. Um, but the, the only remaining wizard who watches over the temple, who's still alive, is actually a lich that's lost all of its memories Uh. so his name his name is Exanther and he doesn't remember any of his spell slots he doesn't remember any of his spells except for a couple cantrips and a first level spell Uh, yeah he's just Mm -hmm. having a hard time Uh, and he and he's just disguised as an old man uh (laughs) (laughs) and so alex being the nice person that he is playing a paladin is like hey i have less i have lesser restoration i'll use lesser restoration and give him his memories back so he uses it and then exantha remembers Mm. some spells and remembers some abilities and thinks to himself oh man i'm gonna I'm going to, you know, he thinks to himself like, oh, these good adventures have come to my realm. Like, I need to guide them to accept gifts from the Dark Temple now. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And so he's giving them all this access to all these different rooms and is trying to get them to go and talk to the sarcophagi. Uh, And they find this big teleportation circle. And Xentha, Alex's paladin character, uh, had unknowingly aligned herself with Strahd and was wearing Strahd's family ring
0: mm.
3: and mm. Uh, Exanther saw this and, and thought oh she must be a traitor and she's you know working against the party she must be part of Strahd's legion and so when they say hey can you teleport us there's an attack happening on Velaki, and we need to get back right now Exanther thinks oh no they're you know she's working for Strahd and so he he says, OK, I'll teleport you to Castle Ravenloft. No problem. And, and he says, oh, wait, did I say that out loud? And starts casting the teleport spell. And it takes a minute. So I throw a timer, an hourglass down on the table. And our warlock player is like, I step out of the circle. I cast Eldritch Blast. Like, it's just, it's on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. And really so
1: yeah. Go ahead. Great. No, no, you, you go finish
3: it. Finish it. <laughs> so, so this bat—the whole battle—like ensues of 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 our of our warlock Morgan trying to fight this lich like on his own, essentially. Because the other party members are like, "No, he's a like he's helping us. He housed us. He gave us food. Like, stop attacking him." And he's like, "Nope, he's undead. He's a lich. We gotta kill him." <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, the funny thing is that um. A little bit before that, like we already we already spent the night there. You know, we we accomplished some things at the Amber Temple, and then I didn't even really think about this the first time we went there. But then before that happened, I decided to cast Divine Sense because I was like, oh, you know, maybe this would be useful to know if there's any like other creatures around us, like what everything is. So I cast it, and that's when I find out that the guy is a lich, and so I look at Morgan and I'm just like you know what, I better hold this to myself because something's going to go very wrong if I try and tell them. And it didn't matter in the end,
0: apparently. (laughs) The truth will find a way. The truth always (laughs) finds a way. Oh yeah. Oh, that's fantastic. So, mm, I'm very curious. I don't know if it's too soon or whatever, but like, how did it go with Strahd?
3: Yeah, are you talking about the actual outcome of the fight or how did
0: yeah. it? Well, like the. Uh, uh, all of it. Like, Strahd is such an intense. Character.
3: yeah i i think that the secret to role-playing strahd and to playing strahd is he has to be much more present than other villains when i run other big mm-hmm. bands i tend to leave them out of combat um and out of sight for a very long time i don't want the players yeah. knowing that they have a shot at hitting him right Uh, Strahd also has a lot of cool defenses because it's his realm and it's a domain of dread that's literally his own prison and he has command over like the land itself so he has some cool tools to kind of defend himself when he shows up Uh, for example the first 50 damage he takes every day is absorbed by something called the heart of sorrow uh and it's just like a red mist shield in front of him and so when he showed up the first time in front of the party members and they tried to attack him just glances off he doesn't even care yeah oh it's that like level three (laughs) right Uh,
1: can't do anything
3: to him (laughs) yeah and you guys were level three right so you're throwing attacks at him and just doesn't phase him he just doesn't care It's like go ahead attack me i don't care um
0: nice that's
3: amazing so I think what what really makes him so terrifying is from the very beginning he is such a huge, prevalent threat, uh, but he makes it clear i 'm going to let you go about your business i 'm going to go about my business don't interfere with my business, or else your business is now my business." Uh, I love yeah. that. Mm-hmm. And it, it's super fun to role play because I I try to, every time I introduce him, you know, he starts out very calm, very in control, very like, oh, that's cute. You guys, welcome to Barovia. Uh, I am your new master. <laughs> 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 and he tries to play it off really cool. And then as the party gets stronger and stronger and starts to get more and more, um like artifacts and items and power, he starts to get more and more worried. And he starts to realize, oh, these people might actually have a shot of overthrowing me. And I think that I need to take some precautions to defend myself. Um, and so there's two two things that really stand out to me um, in, in this, is uh, the the scene that I did in the astral plane with you guys, Alex, the, the letters. Uh, the,
1: the individual... Talks, right mm-hmm.
3: uh yeah. and then also uh when you guys sat down for dinner with him at the death house like when you guys went back
1: <laughs> <laughs> two uh, big mistakes by the way
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh I'll 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 talk about the the astral plane one from my side because there's a little bit of setup to this. Uh, essentially, when the players all kind of got to eighth level, I sat them all down at a table in Vallaki, which is the big main town in Barovia, and they were at a war council meeting deciding how they were going to attack Strahd and what they were going to do next and how they were going to attack the castle and all of these things and all of a sudden all of their visions just go like like they put on the ring from lord of the rings and everybody's misty and Strahd shows up and he's like normal and he's in they're in the astral plane now uh and he says we don't have time like i don't have time to explain the dark powers are holding me hostage in barovia you and me together we can break out No one has to be here anymore. I'm on your side. Let's have a talk. And I hand each character or each player their own letter that I have customized for each of them with a bargain or some kind of language. But Alex... Bless his soul. He, <laughs> I, put, I put two response slips in every envelope. One that said, like, yes, I'll join you, and then one that says no, and I allowed them to, like, write their response. And I had them put their responses in an envelope. I had a duplicate envelope behind the DM screen that had four, like, or sorry, we had four players. So three of them said, like, no, I won't join you, and one of them said, yes, I will. So I had a duplicate, so I could swap it out. But Alex misread his bargain and question, and put "Yes, I'll join you" in the envelope.
1: <laughs> I uh, I realized this like literally right after I handed it to him, because I was like, "Hey, wait, can I have my envelope
0: back? I think I put the wrong response in." And he's like, "Nope, <laughs> nope." <laughs> uh, teacher, can I redo my test? Because I might have made a mistake. <laughs> <laughs>
3: so, I take the envelope, and as Strad I say, it seems your convictions weren't as strong as I thought they were. One of you has already turned. And I drop the envelope on the table, and I tell the players, like, this is a real envelope in-game. Like, there is an envelope on the table now in front of the four of you. And so they open it up, and they realize that one person has decided to turn, and they're like, well, who was it? Who who decided to you know, back Strahd. And our warlock was like, wasn't me. Hate undead. I'll kill them all. (laughs) So he's ruled out. And so then it's between the monk, the bard, and Alex's character, the paladin. And then Alex says, uh, guys, I I think I put the wrong response in the envelope.
0: (laughs) I think that was me. I think I just signed with Strahd.
3: And so Strahd sends him the family ring and starts sending... Alex's character sends the starts sending her gifts and just starts sending like little trinkets and is like, "Oh, my beloved! Like we'll take over Barovia together!" and just start sending things. Hmm. And and now all the players are like, "Why? Why is he getting all this cool stuff? Why is he getting magic items? Like this isn't fair." I was like, "Well, you should have it with Strahd." <laughs> <laughs>
2: You should have said yes to the big bad, and then you could have cool stuff. <laughs> Precisely. Right. It's
0: what happens you when you have a sugar yeah. daddy. I mean, what for. it's what they're yeah, for. Yeah,
1: unwittingly <laughs> got a sugar, sugar daddy. I mean, uh, some <laughs> of the stuff I used, some of the stuff I didn't.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I was really upset because I sent him a suit of Strahd's armor, which is actually a suit of animated armor.
0: Cool. Oh, cool. And it,
3: it, they have a whole stat block for it in the book. And I really, really, really wanted his character to wear it because then Strahd could command the armor to stop moving. Oh. Oh. That's oh. And so I was so freaking excited because I was like, oh, he accepted the last three gifts. I'm going to send him this awesome full plate. And it's going to, like, he's totally going to take it because they're about to fight. And then he didn't take it. <laughs> well, so. <laughs>
1: The reason I didn't take that one gift is because part of the description, you know, he's like, oh, it'll give you, you know, plus one AC over your current armor. And I'm like, oh, that sounds really good because I built a really defensive character. But then he also said that uh, Strahd's minions will start to avoid me uh, if I put on the armor, if I'm wearing the armor, like symbols that I'm with him. And I was thinking, like, wait. My entire character is built around getting attacked and no one being able to actually hurt me, so why would I want people to shy away from me? Come at me, Strahd, and I sent him the armor back. <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> like, don't give me this armor, does it doesn't help me. The worst. That's really, that's, that is a great reason not to take it, though. That is, though. That is a great reason. Alex,
3: you ended up at, what, like 23 AC or something like that? Yeah, some
2: ah, ridiculously ah, high number. Yeah. Yeah.
3: They're built
1: entirely around having huge, huge AC. <laughs> <And> <laughs> paladins,
0: even paladins, man.
1: Paladins, yeah. Even <laughs> took that one concentration spell to give me a plus 2 AC during combat. So yep. I just never wanted to be hit, but I also did, um, you know, very little damage in comparison
2: with my other <laughs> party mates. So. <laughs> It's just a trade-off you make <laughs> yeah? It's a
0: trade-off yeah you know there's only so much you could do
2: I mean draw the attacks and make yourself really hard to hit or deal a lot of damage
3: yeah and mm-hmm. he abused the the, uh, mm-hmm. you abuse the sentinel feat that way is you just get up into the front lines anyone tries to get past you you mm-hmm. just lock them down okay you can yeah, only attack mm-hmm. me oh, totally. okay I have 23 AC nice try <laughs> like mm-hmm. yeah, I, Good luck
1: I, I slap <laughs> them as they walk by try and get to our warlock player no no sorry guys you gotta stay here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
3: exactly. And you were playing a Oath of Conquest Paladin, so you had like the fear aura, which also made the enemy's speed go to zero with your channel divinity. So the whole if they character could be feared. if they could be feared. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> a big problem yes.
1: for Barovia, where, you know, a lot of those types of monsters may or may not have a resistance to fear. <laughs> so <laughs>
3: If you're undead and don't mm-hmm. have a brain, you can't be feared.
0: Yeah. You know, that's a good point. <laughs> mm-hmm. Keep that in mind. <laughs> Keep that in mind. Future use. <laughs> mm-hmm. Old
3: DM to DM tip there. <laughs> yeah, <it> is. <laughs> <laughs>
0: can't be scared. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Alex, from a player's perspective, what, is, what did you think of Strahd? Like, how did that... How did all that go and all that interaction, um, especially with the love letters? Well,
1: I guess that uh, a simple answer is uh, Strahd sucks. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: and uh, I mainly say this because he tricked us three times in the campaign and we fell for it every single time. Ooh, <laughs> he took away some pretty, nice. pretty important things for us. I mean, we had set up, you know, a nice stronghold in Vallaki. We were preparing our forces to invade Strahd. And basically every time we tried to step out of Vallaki, he would uh, approach us where we were somehow, or he'd like telepathically communicate with us and be like, Hey, uh, I've just casually got an army outside of Vallaki. So either you do my bidding right here or your village gets attacked. And we're just like, well, you know, we can't teleport like he does. We don't have a dragon to ride on or whatever. So I guess we got to do what he says, but we'll hate him all the more for it. And <laughs> <laughs> oh. that, that feels like the embodiment of Strahd for me. I mean, besides the fact that, you know, he was incredibly tough to take down at the very end. But man, <laughs> Strahd himself, extremely powerful, too too conniving, too many plans.
3: Uh. <laughs> so the whole module revolves around this uh like tarot card reading that the players get in the beginning and it says you know the fortunes mm-hmm. of Ravenloft, like and it gives you a, a list of things so it says you know who your ally will be and then it says where three very powerful artifacts are number one is the tome of strad which tells you about vampire weaknesses and a little bit of his story and then we homebrewed that item that it actually they upgraded it and it allowed them to cast a ritual to seal strahd away forever um cool. yeah cool. Um, mm-hmm. i thought it was a little underwhelming so we we homebrewed it it in um next home-brewed is a lot
1: of good stuff in
3: yeah it was good stuff um next was the sun sword which is strahd's brother's sword and it Shed sunlight, which sucks for vampires, and it deals radiant damage, which sucks for vampires. <laughs> so mm-hmm. uh, he doesn't really want the players having that either. Uh, and the last is a necklace called the Symbol of Ravenkind, which has the sunlight spell, the hold vampire spell, which is custom to this uh, module, uh, and like the turn vampire spell. So obviously, very bad for vampires.
2: Slightly. Uh, Just a little.
3: (laughs) The players had gotten all of these items, and Strahd had, in turn, stolen the girl that he's trying to get the whole module, Irina Mm Kolyanovich, And so the players invite Strahd to dinner for a trade, and they say, we will trade our items to you for the girl, Uh, and they got to dinner, and they're having this discussion, and he goes, you set the dinner in the village of Barovia just at the base of Castle Ravenloft. It's like, I now have a second army surrounding your town, so just give me the trade, or I crush your town again, guys. And they were like, oh my gosh, it's the second time in a row we fell for the same exact (laughs) trick.
1: The second time the big army outside the village gets us again. <laughs> <Weird>.
3: <laughs> I don't know.
1: I
0: need know. an army. Mm-hmm. I just need to put it around villages and be like, this is your
3: life now. I had a chess piece <laughs> and I kept moving it back. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to threaten the kingpin if you guys are not going not to learn from this mistake. Yeah. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I'm not quite sure why we didn't uh, try and pick up on that the first time. You know, I, I thought the dinner could have been a nice... Uh, Nice, like, just testing grounds, but nothing's a testing ground with Strahd, apparently.
0: <laughs> Could've been a nice event. Could've Strad- been. Strahd Strad- <laughs> had to go ruined. Damn, mm-hmm. man.
1: could had a nice, nice dinner there. We even brought the chefs and everything. We planned <laughs> the menu.
0: Yeah,
3: they did. He <laughs> <We> ruined it. <laughs> They broke out this special bottle of champagne from, like, the beginning of the campaign. They're like, we're going to make it a real nice dinner, guys.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nope. That's beautiful. (laughs) Absolutely beautiful.
2: So there was a a third trick. Um, When he he stole the girl
3: while you guys went to the castle.
1: Oh, yes, that was the third trick. (laughs) We uh, snuck. do we? Sn- yeah, we snuck into Castle Ravenloft to do. Oh, we were actually trying to free the leader of the werewolves. Yeah, trying to free the re- leader of the werewolves. He's holding in his dungeon, so we could uh, get the werewolves out of there. They're I mean, he he held the leader there so he could control the werewolves himself, and so. We wanted to be like, oh, we don't want to face the werewolves, so we're just going to get the leader out and have him take his people outside of Barovia so they can't fight us while we try and fight Shrod.
3: Seems like a solid plan.
0: uh,
1: Yeah, a solid plan for us. And uh, we spent a lot of time in Castle Ravenloft uh, hitting a few traps and other things that are there. And, (laughs) you know, kind of close to where... We were about to finish our task and leave. Strahd goes, you know, guys, uh, it it was really nice for you to come and visit me over here in Castle Ravenloft, but unfortunately, you left a gaping hole in your security back at your village, so I just did what I needed to do. And we're just like, oh no, not this, (laughs) not Strahd strikes again.
0: Oh
3: no. So they tell there's a teleportation device in Castle Ravenloft. It's this big, um, it's like this big uh, Brazier that has different colored gems, and you basically it has a little riddle, and you can take each colored gem and throw it into the fire, and the flames change color into different teleportation location. And so they get the vam- they get uh, the werewolf leader out of jail. They throw in the gem, and before everyone can make it through, this poison gas hits the room, and half the party gets stunned. So half the party gets through, half the party stuck back in the castle. And-, mm. and that's when Strahd gets into the players' heads and goes, "Thank you so much for coming to Castle Ravenloft. Really appreciate your visit. Don't forget your gift bag on the way
2: out." Oh, what a jerk.
3: Ah, oh, it's so much fun.
1: I love, I love it.
2: it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wait, was
1: that also the room where we uh, stuffed the gems inside of the mouths <laughs> of the dragon heads? Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> yeah, we uh, unknowingly prevented part of the trap because one of our party members decided, hey, you know... Those mouths are wide open and uh, we got these nice gems. How about we just kind of put them in there? Maybe they're part of a puzzle or something. So (laughs) we we filled a few of the mouths with gems and uh, that's when we decided to leave. And that's why some of us could get out in time and the others kind of got stuck a little bit. But, you know, made it eventually.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that was... uh, Some weird things happened in that castle. (laughs) It kind of sounds like it.
0: I like it. That's great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, wow. So usually we conclude with uh, how would you define your group in one word? But I'm more curious is how would you define this campaign in one word? Mm -hmm. Curse
2: of Strahd, one word. What is it?
0: Mm -hmm.
3: Can I do a phrase? Can I cheat? (laughs) I think you cheated last time. I think sure. I cheated last time, too. Yeah, I'm probably. bad at words. I'm sorry. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> so am uh, I. Like, I like the phrase uh, deals with the devil. Mm. Because Strahd is referred to as the people of Barovia as the devil himself.
0: How about you, Alex? Uh, man,
1: one word to describe this entire campaign is a little hard. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yep. All right, we'll give you two. <laughs> all, right, all, right, all, right. <laughs> all right. I took j- j- three. So. Or a short, short phrase. All
1: right, two's, two's a good compromise. And, uh, I guess that's ah, would say... That
0: easy. There's an army Ooh. outside your village right now.
1: Oh, yeah, if I had an entire <laughs> sentence, that would be it. There's an army here now. Army's outside. Um, yeah, but actually, as a, as a summary of that, it's more two words, uh, curse of Strahd, fooled us
0: yeah
1: i like that, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> that's awesome that is that very is good, good. That is that is great. great nothing is ever as you expect <laughs> especially with a dm that you know really loves loves the homebrew loves to put a lot of a uh, lot of stuff in
0: that's <laughs> the way to do it Mm -hmm. well thank you guys both so much for taking the time to tell us all about your campaign Um, if anyone wants to kind of hear more about your story or anything like that where can they find you online
3: yeah you can find me at Edge underscore hexith, so E D G E underscore H E X I T H on Twitter. Uh, I'm posting stuff about D D and Curse of Strahd all the time. Uh and by the time this goes live, there'll be a supplement for the Scarlet Halls, which is a area I added to our Curse of Strahd game that you can download and use for yourself.
1: Nice. Mm-hmm you can just uh, just find Keith for me. I mean, I don't really use much uh, socials <laughs> now, so <laughs> he's got all the good information on his side. So I'm just a player. I got to enjoy everything you did. Just take it from me. If you want to take some of his modules, they're good. They add a lot of flavor and uh, you know, have a good time with it if you're going to decide to try it out. It, it is a very good time, so I very much recommend it.
0: That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Nice. Cool, that was fun. That was Curse of Strahd sounds awesome. It's really fun. Yeah. Really Really long,
1: but you really get to go through quite a lot. And, you know, a lot of changes in your perspective, I suppose. Especially if your character, you know, really deals a lot with undead, faith, that sort of thing. It's really...
3: You can do a lot with (laughs) this campaign. (laughs) Alex, we didn't even mention Mordenkainen's refugee camp.
0: <laughs> what? Oh, dear Lord. Wait, Next hold on. Time. I'm going to stop my recording. Up. Okay. <laughs> if you would like to interact with us, you can find us on Twitter at MagePodcast or check out our website, MageProductions.com.
2: Or if you just want to tell other people how much you love the show and that they should listen, uh, you can leave us a five star review. Go and review us wherever you get your podcast from. We really love to see those and read what you
0: think. And of course, last but not least, so nerdware.com, a place to find fun clothing and accessories tailored for tabletop geeks and nerds everywhere. They're also on Twitter at so nerdware So you can go to so nerdware.com and search for Mage Productions to find all of our cool swag. And then once you find everything and you can use code MAGE to get off your entire order.